We're one week closer to the start of the NFL regular season, but before that, we're one week closer to the start of Trading Camp for Reals, Adam Beasley, star of show. <laughs> I am one day closer to getting my uh, nose probed uh, every other day for the next five months, Armando. You know that, uh, I don't know, is that going to be your first coronavirus test? or Yes. Thursday, uh, Thursday morning will be the first time I get a swab stuck up my nose, or any, or any orifice for that matter. Uh, well, you know, I mean, that's—I I didn't want to go there. But, uh, if you wanna, if you wanna be more particular and be more detailed, that's fine with me. Actually, actually, that, that's a lie. I have cleaned out my ears, so uh, the the second time. Very nice. And the reason that you are having a coronavirus. Uh, test is what, Adam? To have full and unfettered access to your Miami Dolphins, Armando. Well, I don't know about full and unfettered, but as good <laughs> as it's going to get for the media in 2020, no? Yes. Uh, what it will give me additionally, I don't know, but it will ensure that I can watch every practice between now and the new year, which is a daunting proposition. <laughs> Oh, wait a second. Are they going to have open practices during the regular season? Well, no, but I'll get the 15 minutes of uh, media viewing where they tie their shoes and they pick their noses. Well, uh, don't the you're a level one, right? Or is it a level three? Which one I think are I'm, you? I'm, I'm tier two. Tier, tier two. Yeah, tier one is the essentials. Players, coaches, and I don't believe personnel. I think personnel is limited to tier two. So, um, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I guess it's better than being Tier 7, but it's certainly not uh, in the locker room. It's certainly not all practice all the time. It'll be limited. But uh, I'll be able to see who's out there on a daily basis. Right, but don't Tier 3, which is me, uh, because I am caddy of the show, Armando <laughs> Salguero, uh, don't we get to see practice too? Uh, yes, uh, but if it goes inside, my understanding is the practice bubble, there's rain, which there never is in South Florida, but if on the off chance it does rain and thunder and lightning and they go inside the practice bubble, my understanding is uh, without a coronavirus test, a regular test, uh, you would not be allowed to watch that practice because it's in an enclosed space. Correct, but uh, as far as um, regular season, we both get the outdoor treatment, No. Uh, that is my understanding, yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> so it's, like, it's, a, it's an enormous amount of uh, inconvenience of time, effort, and uh, uncomfortability for maybe five practices over the next two months. Well, I don't know about you, and actually I do know about you because you just said it, but I have had a coronavirus test, and it was an interesting experience, Adam. It was quite interesting. It was one of the uh, swab tests, mm-hmm. and, and it's um, – you know, at the point where the swab went up my nose, past my eyes, into <laughs> my brain, uh, I was thinking I wouldn't want to be doing this every day, and I certainly wouldn't want to be doing this, you know, say twenty times uh, in a in in three months. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm not exactly pumped about the prospect, but you know what? That's why they pay me the big bucks, Armando, to make sacrifices like this for the team. That's uh, <laughs> well, we the team. Summarily, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much for being the pig of Guinea. Thank you. thank you 
for uh, going out there and having your coronavirus. I hope you pass. Let's well, put it that way. Do, do they really rattle around your brain? Is it, is it get that far up there? No, no. I mean, it, it. they put it in the back of your nose, but yeah. it's not a comfortable situation. But it only lasts like, you know, five seconds, ten seconds at the most. Right. And then they do the other side. But <laughs> My my wife, when every time that I yeah you know I I I express some you know a little unease about the coming uh, uh, probing I'm going to undergo, she's like, listen, if I can handle childbirth, the nine months of carrying that child, and the five days of labor essentially I had, you can handle five seconds every two days. And I was like, yeah, you win. That's that's the trump card there. That's a poor retort on your part. <laughs> poor. Poor man, I'm pulling your man card. That's very yeah. poor. <laughs> she, she, she always checkmates me when it comes to logic. No, but you should have said, look, babe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that goes well. When I, when I preface something as a statement with look, babe, <laughs> it always goes over well with my, uh, my attorney wife, but that's, that's how I started saying that is that the reason that I've been divorced 17 times? <laughs> is that it? Is that the call? Hey, every, every relationship's its own uh, gem, and uh, how that gem is polished is not up to me. But I, all I know is my gem doesn't like, hey, babe, listen here. No, no, just a look, babe. <laughs> Come on, try it next time. In fact, Beasley, a social science experiment. Between now and our next podcast, you must at some point address your wife in the look, babe, <laughs> and and report back to our loyal listeners what her answer to that was. Yeah, I'm going to have to pick my spots. It's not going to be, look, babe, uh, have you paid the cable bill? It's going to be, look, babe, can, can can, can, can I have an extra beer, please? Can I have a fourth beer? That's, that's, <laughs> probably, that's probably the best way to do it. Look, babe, can I get you an, a pedicure? <laughs> how, uh, about the, how about the Miami Dolphins, Armando? Are we going to talk about the Miami Dolphins today? Yeah, is, there a, is there much to talk about that we haven't no, already? Of course there is. There's all these uh, great uh, scrappy people that they're finding <laughs> and, and looking at and – and uh, our, I got to give our colleague Barry Jackson props because he turns them into potential stars without them having played it down. It's <laughs> like they, they, they sign some innocuous tight end named Sushimi or Sushami or something. Uh, Shaheen. Whatever. <laughs> and, and, and it's like within the span of 10 minutes, uh, you know, Barry has already locked down his PFF rating, what all the people were saying about him, what his college coach was saying about him, uh, what his strengths and weaknesses are, and what his chances of making the roster are, which, by the way, is not good. <laughs> you know, I, I had one of those moments as well uh, uh, when, when Ray Smith uh, made his long-awaited uh, uh, retirement announcement. Uh, we were wondering when that day would come, and it, and it came on August 8th. And as soon as I saw that, my thought was, who the bleep is Ray Smith? <laughs> and, why is, and why is he retiring on August 8th uh, before his, uh, his first training camp practice with the Dolphins? So there are a lot of guys on this roster who will not be here in three weeks. 
that's why I think the, the Mondo method is quite effective. You pick the 25 or 30 that are going to make a difference, and, uh, and those, are the, those are the 25 or 30 you're focused on. If you want to extend it, go to 45. But, I mean, seriously, uh, at least let's I, – I, I care about guys that are going to be active – I care, actually, I care about all of mankind and womankind I'm, I'm glad and, you an, that. and animal kind and, and every kind, okay? But as far as coverage, I, I kind of dive deep into the guys that are going to be active on game day because they're going to do what? They're going to play! Well, the, the, the wild thing is this, is that we, since we haven't seen you practices, and we will, by the time we, we speak next on these, uh, these, these great airwaves or computer digits or whatever it's called, uh, we will have seen the Miami Dolphins practice. And that will be something that we haven't done uh, at, at all since December and with really any kind of authority since last August, last training camp. So this is going to be – the next time we talk, we'll have a lot more information on how these guys look and what they're doing and how the pieces are going to fit. But they've got, they've got 13 draft picks, right, 11 draft picks. They had 13. They, have a, they, they made 11 picks. How many of those 11 guys are going to be active on Sundays, in your opinion? I don't know. It's going to be a – look, this is a bad year for, for rookies. I've been told this by every single NFL person that I've ever talked to. They've all told me the same thing this summer. If you're if you're if you're thinking that the rookies are going to turn your team into something other than what it was last year, you're thinking poorly. You're you're wrong. It's not going to happen. At least not the first two months of the season. That's for sure. Right. Right. And, no, so, and so the Dolphins, who are doing exactly that, counting on their rookies to be much better. Uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those things where I don't see um, you know the jump immediately. That's for sure. Well, I want to take a second and congratulate Clarence for getting his wings just now. Right? Is that that the bell I heard? Clarence got his got his wings. Yes, absolutely. What's the name of that movie with uh, Jimmy Stewart? What is it, it? It's a Wonderful Life with Donna. What's her name? Uh, he. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know the cast. I, I, I was born in 1979. I just know that Zuzu's pedals and Clarence gets his wings when they ring a bell. Actually, that was my wife calling. I should have answered it. Look, babe. <laughs> Look, babe. Look, babe. Uh, I'm hoping she calls back. And, and live on the air, I'm going to answer my, my phone. Look, babe. I'm doing a podcast. So if I, because we, you know, we, we do a little story with every podcast, is this the Look Babe edition of the Dolphins and Dead podcast? <laughs> do you think that would get past the Miami Herald censors? Absolutely uh, not. No. <laughs> not. Uh, absolutely that would fail in all sorts of ways. But, um, you know, whatever. It's all good. Let's let's take a quick break and try to regroup and, 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 and drop some football knowledge on our friends because uh, time is ticking away, Armando. So, Adam, the Dolphins practice on August 17th. It's an actual practice. They're going to be actually practicing. It's called practice. Practice. So what are you most excited to see? What will be your two or three um, lookouts? What are you going to be looking out for? Uh, can they all be one, two, and three all be the same thing? Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. 
a Netflix Live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, that would kind of defeat the purpose of having <laughs> different numbers for them. So let's go with different stuff. Okay, well, obviously, two is the story. We haven't seen him throw a football. We haven't seen him do any real true football activity. I mean, throwing against air doesn't count. Uh, since he his, his hip blew up in, in November of last year against, was it, Mississippi State? That's the last time uh, we saw him do anything. So two is the one. Uh, look, look, this entire offseason has been about two. And, and you could argue the last two years have been putting themselves in position to get to a – they were able to draft him. Uh, he's had now nine months to recover from that that pretty horrific injury. Every time you hear an update, he's doing good. He's not he's not on top. He's clear for football activities. Let's see it. Let's see how he does. I mean, it's not going to be early on. It's going to be rough because he's learning the offense and all that. But just drop him back, throw him the football. I mean, it, it, they're obviously going to have the red jersey on him. He's not going to get hit. But you're going to see him sidestep some pressure, and you're going to see him kind of move around and we'll see what he can do. And I'm pumped for that. I think that uh, there's so much riding on his staying healthy and his developing and him becoming a star for the Dolphins. It starts now. I mean, this is this is go time. We've been talking about this. We've been talking about Tua for a year now, and it's finally here. Next week, the helmets come on, the pads come on at some point. They're going to practice for real. I am so pumped to see it. <laughs> So you're talking, and I'm thinking, do I am I going to count batted balls or not during that? Oh practice? wow, wow, Mondo! What? What? Hey, <laughs> look, this is a true story. So uh, uh, Ryan Tannehill is six, what, six four, right? Six yep. four, six three, and like in 2012, his first practice, I'm watching, and there's a batted ball. Okay. Whatever. And then there's another batted ball. By the end of his, like, first or second day, there was, like, five batted balls in practice. And I'm thinking, the hell is going on with this kid? And you know what? Uh, Everybody said Joe Philbin in his infinite wisdom, that doesn't matter. It's only practice. He'll find the windows in the games. What was one of the things that Ryan Tannehill struggled with his first two or three years in the NFL? Uh, The deep ball? Uh, well, there was that, yes. Also, the fact that his wide receivers wouldn't practice with him. But well, there's that as well. <laughs> it was the batted ball at the line of scrimmage. And I'm thinking, and it actually cost him a game, I remember, because in one game, J.J. Watt. It was the opener. It was uh, his very first start as the, as a professional football player. You're, go ahead and finish your thought, but it was it was game one. Yeah, he must have had – J.J. Watt must have had like three or four batted balls in that game. 
and the Dolphins moved the moved the football, but those batted balls, you know, they killed drives. And so uh, I'm joking about the Tua thing, but not all the way joking, if you get my drift. Okay, so uh, assuming he checks the necessary boxes of health, uh, what do you need to see out of him from a football standpoint to be encouraged over the next couple of weeks? I need to see mobility. I need to see timing because, I, you know, the fact of the matter remains that you can't live on the slant pass uh, every single time like he did at Alabama for like 60 70% of the time. You can't do that in the NFL. So I want to see recognition – Timing, mobility in the pocket. Not mobility, you know, to gain 15, 20 yards on a, on a scramble, but mobility to get around, kind of like the Russell Wilson type of thing. In the pocket, move around, uh, avoid the rush, because sometimes, let's face it, the offensive line isn't amazing, and the Dolphins' offensive line isn't amazing. He's going to have to make a play on his own, and you want to see that in practice because it starts there. Yeah, and, and people I talked to who have known him for, for a decade or, or maybe even more have told me that he, uh, since the first time he picked up a football, hasn't give, given up on plays. He extends plays and he tries to make something happen where other, other players would throw the ball away. And that's a blessing and a curse. He should have thrown the ball away against Mississippi State. He would never have gotten hurt if that play had ended two, three seconds earlier, which it should have. That's what he needs to learn. He needs to learn that incompletion is not a bad thing when the alternative is a busted hip or an interception or a sack. And an incompletion and a punt sometimes is okay. And, and, that's, and that's one of the biggest things, more than learning an offense, more than you know being buddy-buddy with his teammates. That's going to determine whether he has longevity uh, in this league because um, we've seen it, and there's, there's, there's no doubt about it. There's some fragility to him. He's had some injuries, a series of injuries that raised eyebrows, the most serious of which cost him the, you know, most of his ju- or the, the, the most important part of his junior season. So, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Mobility is good, but mobility with a purpose is more important. And, that, and that's why Russell Wilson's so good. He, he is not a tall guy. He's six feet even, I think, maybe six one. Um, but he, he doesn't take those huge impact hits because he knows how to slide, knows how to get rid of the football, knows how to avoid that kind of contact. That's what Tua's got to learn. Yeah, uh, and, and by the way, you sounded a little bit like Dave Wanstead there for a second. Dave Wanstead, who infamously said, uh, it's no sin to punt. <laughs> but, but I get it. You gave it proper context that Dave Wanstead's brain was incapable of giving it. Because <laughs> he said it's no sin to punt and stopped right there. There was no because. <laughs> we, we don't want the quarterback getting, you know, wrecked, and we don't want to throw interceptions, and we don't want to make mistakes. He, not, he didn't add that part. Right, right. Yeah, no, you look at, uh, was it, uh, Rodgers doesn't have a ton of picks. He's not particular. Doesn't have a particularly high completion percentage, but he knows when to get rid of the football, not when to throw it into a double coverage or you know extend the play too long. Uh, and that's that's obviously something Tua has to learn. Okay, you asked me for three things. I'll give you number two. I want to see what the heck this defense looks like because they have so many parts now. They have so many front seven pieces that I have no idea how they're going to fit and where and who's going to play how much and who's going to be an online linebacker, who's going to be an off-ball linebacker. I, 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 I'm very curious to see how Flo, who didn't have 
all the ammo he needed last year to, to run his defense. He's got a lot more of that ammo this year, how he uses it. Absolutely. Uh, not only that, I want to see what ammo he has because I want to see if Xavier Howard is on the field starting practices because mm-hmm. it's fine when you miss acclimation period. It's fine when you miss walkthroughs. It's fine when you miss the OTA portion. I get all of that, but uh, you need to practice, bro. And you you missed the end of last season, and, you know, the season is coming up on the 13th. You need to practice. Yeah, and the season starts in 33 days, Armando. 33 days. I mean, by this point uh, in a normal calendar, we would be 48 hours away from the first preseason game, right? This 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 would be the is, is that correct? This would be the third full week of training camp, and you would be getting ready to play. I think it was the Falcons uh, in week one of the preseason. Now you're waiting another six days until you have an actual, honest to goodness practice. I mean, they are so far behind, and the product's going to be so rough to start the season. Uh, they need every single second on the field they can get. And you're right, if if if, if X is still on pup, that hurts them big time. Also, uh, a guy I need to see on the field is Eric Flowers. Why do I need to see Eric Flowers on the field, Adam Beasley? Well, it was suggested he's over COVID, which I don't think he is yet. Yeah. Uh, So he is the one uh, kind of glowing and neon guy on the COVID reserve list who didn't come back in two or three days. He is the guy that's been there for a while now. I think it's going on 10 days. Is that true? Today will be the 10th day. And so that suggests that it wasn't something akin to he was close to someone or in the proximity of someone who who had symptoms. It wasn't that he was symptomatic. It was more, you know, that he has it. That's probably what it suggests. I'm, I can't verify that 100%, but, you know, Contextual clues would suggest that he has COVID-19, yes, that is correct. (laughs) Or is fighting it, for for sure. Right. So, uh, I mean, it's wild because, again, five weeks is an eternity when it comes to getting healthy, uh, at at least from an illness. Obviously, a torn ACL is not very long. But um, if they they don't have one of their big-time additions on that offensive line, then you're starting to piecemeal again. And as you wrote uh, astutely this week, it's not like this is not a great offensive line on paper to begin with. It's a it's an offensive line that has potential. Uh, we don't know how these rookies are going to pan out. But, uh, you know, <laughs> Davenport and Davis could be your, your, your bookends again on week one. And if Eric Flowers is sick, then you've, then you've got all kinds of headaches. So uh, I agree with you completely. Having him back healthy – and, 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 and they got to figure out what their front five is going to be, and they have to do it in the next two or three weeks. And I would um, disagree with you in this one small point. On paper is where they actually look better than in real life because on paper they have an answer for starting left guard. Uh, it, you know, they have an answer for starting left tackle. They have an answer for starting right tackle. They have an answer at center, and they have an answer – at right guard, on paper. But in real life, this is what it actually is. The left tackle is a rookie's never had an NFL snap, won't have an NFL preseason, didn't have an NFL offseason. The left guard, 
we just got done talking about it. He's new, <laughs> new to the team, and he probably is getting over COVID-19. The, the center is a, is a sometime starter in New England, new to the team. He's never been a full-time starter, but he's probably the, the full-time starter here. The right guard, we don't know because it could be Jesse Davis and it could not be Jesse Davis, depending on what what Robert Plant, what what guitar he's playing. Wow, <laughs> Robert Plant, what a reference! All right, yeah, so I always I always took you for a Stones fan. Yeah, so Robert Hunt is the rookie right right tackle, but he might not be ready to play right tackle. He might have to start at right guard if he starts. So it's like. On paper, it looks perfect, but in real life, they're going to have to get some obstacles cleared before they line up on September 13th. Left tackle is what concerns me the most, and I guess there is a bit of mitigation because Tua eventually will play, and and he's a lefty, but Fitz is going to start the season, and he needs a guy to protect his his blind spot, and and if if the rookie's not ready, he's... It, it, it could get it could get ugly up in Foxborough. It well, I, I didn't. Okay, wow, Beasley, really? So you're already you're already picking the Patriots? Could could? Yeah. I think the Patriots are a mess. I agree. I think but they're just not that anymore. What do you have more confidence in, uh, Julian Davenport or Bill Belichick's ability to attack Julian Davenport? Well, I mean, is Ray Maluga coming out of retirement on behalf of the New England Patriots? I love and, this is three straight weeks now with a Ray Maluga reference. The streak continues. This is going to be an all-year thing, my brother. <laughs> this, I, I might change my name to Ray Maluga. What do you think about that? Now, the question is, if, if, if there's a COVID outbreak in the linebacker room, do you think he gets a phone call? I think there's no chance of that whatsoever. <laughs> I think he's more likely to get a phone call from that bar trying to collect that $40 bill than he is from the Dolphins. That, uh, that, I, I, think, I think club space is, uh, is doing just fine. Well, maybe not now because no one's going out, but it, it had been doing just fine up until recently. Is that what it was, club space? I'm uh, pretty sure it was. It was one of those 24-hour nightclubs. I think it was space. Wow. Well, when you, we live in South Florida. When you say one of those 24-hour nightclubs, <laughs> there's about 10 of them that you could have, you know, that are uh, likely suspects. But. Yeah, they don't uh, they don't let people who were born uh, before 1990 in those places. So I, I, I have no idea what it looks like. But I hear it's a lot of fun. Unbelievable. So um, we're fired up about the coming week of Dolphins practices. We're fired up about... This week, because tomorrow we're going to get some uh, player interviews done. On su- on Saturday, we're going to talk to the defensive coaches. It's going to be, uh, you know, a fun-filled, fact-filled week before we actually see some football, Adam. Yeah, no, it's we we've been talking about we've been talking just to talk for a while now. I appreciate the people that have diligently tuned in every week, but uh, there hasn't been a ton new. It's going to get new. It's going to get fresh. It's going to get interesting. It's going to be football, and I'm excited for the journey. Join us next week on the Dolphins In-Depth podcast, where we will report to you all of what happened at Dolphins (laughs) practices and how many times Adam Beasley took the swab up his nose and whether or not he passed the COVID-19 test. Join us next week. 